All right. Welcome in. This is episode 30 of Rams Edge. I'm your host, Jake Ellenbogen, and uh, we're coming off a Rams-Bills game in which uh, the Rams lost 31-10. Uh, unfortunate, obviously, to say the least, but um, happy to be live. We'll, we'll be going for about an hour. You know, maybe we'll, we'll cut it a little bit early. But, um, you know, Ricky, I see that you've called in. You've jumped uh, right on. Welcome. Welcome, oh. Mark and Dr. Dingus. Hope everyone's doing well. At any point, if you guys have anything you want to say, definitely, uh, you know, call in. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give you the time to say whatever you need to say. But, uh, Ricky, I mean, obviously, I can't imagine it was good. But uh, what, what are your thoughts about uh, about last night? Man, that was that kind of hurt. Like it, it did humble us. I mean, we was it, it, we thought it was going to be more of a competitive game for that score to turn out like it was. Man, it, it made it seem like last year didn't even happen. Like, like we was outclassed almost. Yeah, you know, I definitely kind of got that vibe. Um, they definitely felt outclassed. You're absolutely right there, you know. Um, really, uh, really unfortunate stuff. I mean, you, you talk from the top. I mean, you know, Stafford didn't look his best. Although I didn't think it was an elbow thing, right? A lot of people are saying, "Oh, his elbow looks bad." I don't think his elbow looked like anything. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't see anything that made me really concerned. You know. So I mean that's the thing, right? Yeah, I, I had I seen nothing wrong with his arm. It just looked like we couldn't move the ball. Period. Like he was under so much pressure, so quick. It looked like it was our defense going after Russell Wilson. Yeah, you know i I feel like kind of starting, um, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. I I, I definitely felt like they had some creative play calling. Or, or play designs, rather. Um, you know, there were definitely calls at, at times where I didn't agree with. But for the most part, I thought the play designs were pretty interesting. Um, I will say, you know, when you you look... And actually, Marv, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you um, in to speak, as well as Ricky, so to open up a spot. So you guys can you guys can come up as speakers. Um so yeah, you know, I I thought it was uh, it was definitely a game where you know you see the Bills just looked way more prepared, you know, and I'm not saying that's a good thing, uh, but you know they really did. Now I'm not really concerned. I'm not. Uh, if you're looking for you know this to be a show where I tell you that you know you should jump off the ledge, it's over. This team, like no, no, that's not me. Um, you know, the last time I did a live watch party. Um, you know, the Rams lost 31 to 10 as well. They, ironically, they lost to the 49ers and, uh, you know, last time they, they lost 31 to 10, they met that team in the playoffs, beat them to go to the Super Bowl, and then eventually win it. So I kind of, uh, I see the parallels there. I feel like you'll be seeing this team, you know, you'll be seeing this team, uh, come, uh, come February. So that, at least that's my thought process. I mean, I could absolutely be wrong and, and that's, you know, could totally see that, but you know, I just, I definitely think you'll be seeing this team in February. I think the bills are the best team in the AFC. 
Um, they looked great last night. They did really everything you want to do, you know, as far as, hey, we see what you're doing, the, the soft shell coverage, don't want to give up the big play. So what we're going to do is we're going to just chip away and, you know, take what the uh, the defense has given us. And Josh Allen did a great job of getting the ball out quickly. And, uh, you know, I think the Bills did a really nice job on the other end, not blitzing Stafford, reading the report, you know, understanding, watching the film, realizing Stafford will pick you apart on the blitzing. And so they didn't really blitz Stafford. They got pressure on him without blitzing. I think that was a really key moment in the game, really showing that they could really get pressure on him. Offensive line has to play better, but I'll say this, the offensive line, this is the first time all these five guys were playing together. So uh, offense line will get better over time. They always do as long as they stay healthy. Um, you know, there's going to be more continuity throughout the year, but I was definitely disappointed in the outcome. I'm just, I'm not concerned or worried or anything like that. The one thing you mentioned during the game that was correct was that we couldn't see the all 22. We couldn't see none of the coverage. We couldn't see none of that. All we could pretty much see was when the snap of the ball happened, what was right there in front of Matthew Stafford, and it made a lot of questions like, why is he not getting the ball to uh, Allen Robertson? Why is he overthrowing Cooper Cup where he's trying to lob it in? And then it comes out, find, find out later on, they're playing that soft shell. Uh, you know what it was. Yeah, the, the soft shell uh, zone coverage. And, and uh, he come out and said that he – he hasn't seen that coverage in a in a while, so yeah. Because you know when you're not blitzing guys, essentially you're not giving Stafford a tell. Because here's the thing: anytime you send somebody on a blitz, the goal of that is to either rush the passer so much so that he can't complete a pass, or get to the quarterback where you actually am able to get the sack. Right? That's the whole point of blitzing the quarterback is that you either are going to get a sack out of it or you're hoping that you're going to rush the passer enough when they're going to throw an incomplete pass. But the problem is when you do blitz, Stafford can pick up on that. Really good quarterbacks, even okay quarterbacks with good you know, presence of mind and uh, awareness can pick up on that. And so what ends up happening, you leave your post essentially. And when you leave your post and you go aggressive, well, here's what's going to happen with that. You go aggressive and now a quarterback like Stafford, a quarterback like Brady and Rodgers and whoever is going to take advantage of that and pick you apart. The Bills didn't do that. And so on top of that, they're not, you know, they're not giving any tells away. They're not having any men leaving their post. They're not blitzing. And they're also getting pressure even without the blitz. That makes it incredibly difficult for any quarterback, basically, to make any sort of plays because you don't have time to throw and they're not making it easy for you to get guys wide open. However, there were guys open. Cooper Cup averaged over four yards of separation depth. Uh, Skoranek did as well. I got to say Skoranek played pretty well. Um, the stat sheet might not have shown that entirely, but I definitely thought you saw a, a more mature Ben Skoranek, a guy that looked better in his route running out of his breaks, uh, you know, more confident with the ball in his hand. So I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to, you know, this upcoming Sunday against the Falcons because um, you know, next coming Sunday, I guess. Uh but I'm really looking forward to next week against the Falcons cuz I think they're going to really put it on them. I think they're a pissed off team and 
Um, you know, this is something, this is uncharted waters for Sean McVay, whether it's, you know, game one or not. Uh, this is the first time he has ever had a losing record with the Rams uh, at any point in any season. So you'll see. Uh, things will change. I like that they got Henderson going. I like that they utilized Brandon Powell. Uh, we talked about that countless times. I, I think there are a lot of good things to take away, surprisingly, in a 31-10 to 10 game because, you know, we could go down the list. I mean, you know, yeah, Stafford didn't look great. Um, you know, he didn't have a lot of time to throw, and that's true. But, I mean, you think about it. First off, I like the play designs. Uh, you know, I like the Triple Crown. Cooper Cup is still alive and well because he definitely looked like the Triple Crown winner that we saw, you know, last year. Uh, Cooper Cup looks back and ready to go. So, you know, that's a big thing there. I think it's very important. Um, in addition to that, Henderson, I thought, ran with power. He ran with, you know, explosion, uh, you know, decisiveness. He looked like clearly the best running back in the room. Uh, like I mentioned, Skoranek with his, you know, second most average yards of separation in the game. Um, you know, I like they got Powell involved. Coleman Shelton, I thought, played a really good game. I don't think people are talking about that enough because, well, well, everyone's talking about how bad the offensive line is, but the collective unit, sure, you're going to clump in the left side. I thought Edwards played the worst. It kind of leaned into the game that Nopum had, but when you look at the right side, I mean, I was really impressed with the right side. I thought the right side played pretty well uh, for the most part. Sean looks back to his old self. Defensive line looked good. Then you have maybe the best linebacker group I've seen uh, probably the best since they've had, uh, you know, the greatest show on turf with, you know, London Fletcher and had guys like that. Um, you know, and then I thought Ernest is clearly improved. Wagner definitely isn't washed. Nick Scott is the best safety there, you know, forced two fumbles. And then in addition to that, you have Troy Hill who comes away at the interception. You see exactly why they went out and got him. Um, and I think now we know that David Long probably shouldn't be starting over Robert Rochelle or Kobe uh, Durant. So, you know, I think we learned some things in this game. There were some good takeaways. And, uh, you know, anytime you lose 31 to 10, you're not really expecting that. But I took away some things that I actually liked in this game, believe it or not. And Hendo is a good catcher out in the backfield. That was a nice one-handed snag he had. Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't win the Super Bowl without Hendo, you know. His receiving ability was very important. Very important to win that Super Bowl. Um, and you see, I mean, he, he's clearly the most valuable, uh, you know, running back in that, that room. Um, I am concerned about Akers because I didn't see the explosion, the decisiveness that I saw previously. I understand he only had three runs that went for zero yards. Uh, and again, I only I get it, only three runs. But there's a reason why he was only out there for that. You know, Henderson has supplanted him as the starter. So we'll see, but the injury did really affect the same exact injury that really killed Marlon Mack's career. I am concerned that it might have, you know, kind of robbed Cam Akers, but that's my thought process there. Uh, Marv, did you have anything to say? I see your yeah. How's it going? It's going all right, uh, you know. I didn't <laughs> all, all things considering. Yeah, exactly. I didn't sleep well. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I I think McVeigh he wants. I think there's we're having more and more problems getting the play action. I mean, he wants that running back to make some yardage, and that sets up everything. But when when 
our running backs get stuffed, and they, it seems to me that has that's a real problem for us. Yeah, and we have to get we have to make that defense respect the run, and uh, because that'll change how how the safeties play, and it sets up the the play action pass, and they they're going to have to. Find a way for the running backs, and I don't. I don't think it was the running backs' fault. There was nowhere to run. So, no, I, I hear you. And a big, you know, the, it's really predicated on the play action passing attack, right? Uh, yeah, it, it, a big, big portion of their offense. So I agree with you. I mean, you got to get that thing going. If you can't, then you know it does put a little bit more pressure on Stafford than what he really needs. You know, so exactly. uh, I. I definitely agree with you. They, they got to get that thing going. Um, and I think they'll do that against the Falcons. I got to say, we got to give the Bills the credit, right? That front was nasty. Um, Ed Oliver comes out. Jordan Phillips gets five pressures. I mean, Jordan Phillips came in for Ed Oliver, who got hurt. And he, he came away with five pressures. Absolutely destroyed Edwards. Edwards has to be better, simply put. I mean, there's no excuse. He was a starter last year, you know? Yeah. No boom. The struggles. That's the first time he's ever had a game like that. Anytime he's come in, he gave up one pressure against Tampa in the playoffs. I'm not worried about no boom. But I was concerned. If if there's anything to be concerned about, anything I'm taking away, it's not Stafford's elbow. I don't care about that. I don't think it's a concern. Uh, it, it has nothing to really do about anything except for a couple players. David Long Jr., who started last year, I, I had very big concerns with that lack of effort in coverage. I agree. I agree. Um, and, and I'd say David Edwards, who's starting at left guard. You know, you can talk, Hugh. Just um, I'm inviting you to speak because I don't want to kick Marv out. Or Marv, I'll invite you to speak. I'll invite you both to speak because caller only one person can be a caller. Um, and then there's a cue. But the the way I see it is that Edwards and Long were your starters last year, and they didn't play well. If it was somebody like, you know, again, like Noteboom. Noteboom wasn't a starter last year. He came in in relief. He's going to be a little shaky against a Hall of Fame pass rusher in Von Miller, who clearly has figured it out. Because the last two years of Denver, that Von Miller is entirely different than the one we saw last night and the one we saw with the Rams. He's figured out. He's back. Um, that's not an easy test. But Edwards, there was no excuse for him to play that poorly. None. There's no doubt that Buffalo was energized. They they were really high for this game. Sound It felt like they were the champions the way they came out. Yep. And they had a great game plan, and that quarterback executed. Yeah, he's... That's a dangerous team. He's something else. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think anybody should worry about Allen yet either. Uh, He, you know, he's never... I think uh, working with Stafford in that offense... You know, there's a lot of timing and uh, subtleness to the receivers, and I think Allen will pick all that up. But 
you know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not concerned with with any of any of that. I mean, they'll they'll get it figured out. Um, Hugh, you wanted to, you wanted to speak? Uh, yeah, I just have a. I just like to say like my opinion on the game. Um, yeah. Did you ever see that report? It came out a couple days before the game, but McVeigh might not be like showing his whole. Uh, he 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 might not be showing his usual play style because he wants to save it for something. I didn't think that was true, but when I watched the game, I think that's true now. The play calling, which I hate to say because I'm a big... I really do like McVeigh, but the play calling was honestly just bad. Well, it's funny you say that because that actually came up, and I'm sure some of you guys, Marv, you definitely, you've been in there. Ricky, you've been in my J Lives. Uh, Dr. Dingus, of course, Isaac. I mean, all of you, for the most part, most of you. Um. I actually had that question come up. I think Darren, uh, one of the the viewers on JE Live, um, said that. Like he asked me, he's like point blank, "Hey Jake, do you think that Sean McVay is gonna, you know, kind of throw more, you know, like not throw the game away, but not necessarily show his full hand?" And I, I couldn't believe that initially. I was like, "There's no way Sean McVay is gonna take an L, you know, and and not." show his full hand and like you know give himself a chance to win but now that you mentioned that and and now that like i've actually been thinking about it since it kind of felt like he got a little vanilla with the play calling and i it's a combination of of maybe both here um it could be that he doesn't want to show everything but on top of it it could very well be because well there wasn't a lot of offensive line help i mean anytime your quarterback gets sacked seven times, it kind of limits what you can do. They kind of became the 2019 offense of Jared Goff, if you want my honest opinion. Yeah, I mean, the thing with the offensive linemen, I, a lot of people, I've been seeing a lot of videos about uh, Note Boom. I, I really like Note Boom, and I think he played all right. It was probably his worst game, but the thing with, with the crazy in my mind is that Bills only rushed four and got seven sacks. Yeah. That's and that's just not acceptable. You know, it's just it, it's it's not acceptable. It's not. Yeah, it's that was pretty crazy. But on defense, I think the best two players tonight, well, last night were Ernest Jones had a big game and Troy Hill had a big game, which I was not expecting from him. Yeah, well, Troy Hill, I'm a big fan of. Um, you know, he didn't really get. I don't think he got the the fair shake. A lot of fans like to blame him, but I think he's a very solid player. I think he deserves a lot more credit than he gets. So I'm I'm pretty high on Troy Hill. I like that they went out and got him. I personally like to see more Robert Rochelle, Jacoby Durant, maybe even Darian Kedrick because uh and, and I know it was just one game, but I wasn't overly impressed with what I saw out of uh at least in my mind, I wasn't overly impressed with David Long. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think the Rams should stop doing the soft coverage because I feel like every game I watch, they're playing and they're just getting killed from it. The problem is, while, you know, it sounds, it's one of those weird things, right? Because their soft zone allows them to do the things that they want to do. But, I mean, it's like death by a thousand paper cuts if you don't get those stops on third down. It's true. Like, it's really predicated on getting those stops on third down, forcing punts, you know, you give up field goals, not touchdowns, you know, but when you're getting beat over the top like that, then it just kind of like, you know, negates everything you did. Um, You know, I got to say that soft shell, as much as it pains me, you know, they were using that last year, all of last year, and it led to a Super Bowl win. So 
it's so tough though. It's like I, I uh, really yeah, do hate. I mean, I have two more uh, thoughts. One of them is I. <sighs> The soft shows, it, it works sometimes, but then I remember like 2020, um, Ramsey had a big year, but the Ramsey now, and it's only been two games, we had Super Bowl and week one, but he just doesn't seem the same. He doesn't seem like that lockdown corner that he like was. Yeah, I mean, Stefan Diggs is a hell of a player, so I gotta give Stefan Diggs his his due. Um, he's really improved, but what I will say is that it's really not just, you know, Stefan Diggs. Um, Jalen Ramsey, I felt like was a little off. And I think the reason for that is because I think Jalen is coming back from surgery and, you know, it's, you can see, he seems a little bit off on that. I think he got a little bit behind because of that. So, um, not trying to make excuses for him, but I mean, I don't think he was that great. I don't think he was great in the Super Bowl either. So that's yeah. two for games for Jalen. But I think he's somebody who we're going to overanalyze it, or not we, but you know, people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the mainstream media will overanalyze it, try to act it like he's not the best corner in the league, and you know, by mid-season he'll be playing his best football. Yeah. I, I'm not really concerned, but I do think. He seems a little off. I think that's something over time, over the rest, over the course of the season, he's just going to continue to get more comfortable and back yeah. to where he was. Um, and then my last thought, which just kind of goes with uh, my first first thing I said about McVay might not be using this whole playbook, is it's crazy because all through camp we heard, oh, a Rob, he's just destroying it. He's doing great, but only like two targets. It's crazy. Yeah, I was really confused by that as well. Um, I, I don't really know because I think Stafford had him open on a few. Um, I don't have the exact stats on his you know, average depth of target because he didn't have three targets. He only had two, so yeah. he's not on um, – you know, he, he's not on next-gen stats. But I saw the guy getting open. Now, yeah. as Ricky brought up earlier, you know, I still got to watch all 22 to really get a, a broad picture. Um mm-hmm. But I saw a guy that got open a little bit more than, you know, people are talking about. And I'm not giving up on Allen Robinson after one game. No, uh, no. I would have no doubt he go, he goes out there against the Falcons and lights it up. I, I have no doubt that he's going to do something like that. So, you know, I'm not too worried about it. Um, and Matthew Stafford is the last guy that I'm going to accuse of having favoritism based on who he targets. Cause yeah. I mean, he's not Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. They have to trust you in order to throw you the ball. Stafford throws seam busters to third-string tight ends. You know, yeah. he, he throws to any running back in the backfield. He throws to Ben Skoranek. He throws to Tutu Atwell, Deshaun Jackson, Van Jackson. It does not matter who is out there. If you are wearing the helmet that he's currently wearing and are on the team and you're an eligible receiver – He'll throw it to you. I mean, he's been doing yeah. that with the Lions. You know, he was throwing to, you know, all sorts of guys. Marvin Hall, Danny Amendola. So I'm not about to say that, you know, oh, he has the favoritism towards yeah. Cooper Cup, you know. Okay, this is my last thing, but I I hope in the Falcons game that, see, I've been seeing like a lot of coverages. They're using, like, three safeties, which, like, I like the Rams safeties. Fuller, Rapp. Actually, I don't like Rapp, but uh, T-Berg and... Nick Scott, but I would rather them, let's say, just use Fuller and Scott 
and then I would, I mean, I would love to them try and use like use more of the actual like true cornerbacks like Rochelle, Durant, Kendrick. I, I mean, I that's just my opinion, but like. I, I I like Raps not good in coverage. He's good in zone, but he's not good in like man to man. Well, you know, I think Raps a good tackler, but aside from that, I don't think he's great in coverage. Period. Um, yeah. You know, I don't even think he's great in zone. I I think they like him a lot, but I really saw Nick Scott as the only safety that looked great. And I mean, Jordan Fuller has a, an argument because Jordan Fuller. I mean, let's call it like it is. Jordan Fuller came off a broken ankle. So, you know, it was late late season broken ankle. Might not be entirely, you know, healthy and everything. So just keep that in mind. Um, All right, so I got some comments here I want to touch on. And then, let's see. Owen, I know you wanted to speak. Um, So let's see here. We got, honestly, I wonder if Nopum would benefit having a more veteran guard next to him like Shelton has in Big Rob. I agree with that, and I think that really helped Shelton because Shelton is next to Big Rob. Big Rob is the anchor of that offensive line right now. Like, he is the guy. There's a reason why he was a captain, you know. So some fixes I would like to see. More play action to protect Lyon and Stafford. Halfback tosses and counters. That definitely worked out well for them. They had an 18-yard run on a toss. Uh, move Ramsey away from star position, have him go back to cover number one receiver with playing soft coverage and multiple positions. I feel it isn't as good as he was in. Yes, I agree. He's not as good as he was in man coverage. Uh, Stafford needs to spread the ball around more, not focus on cup as much. Uh, I would like to see Rochelle in the star position. I would like to see him there too. Guys, very athletic. Um, you know, by the way, Hugh, thank you for calling in. Uh, guys, very athletic. So I definitely want to see Rochelle utilized. Uh, Owen, what's up? How you doing? Oh, Owen abandoned ship. And I think, I think Marv's still there. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, sorry. Okay, cool. I think, I think definitely Rochelle's time's coming. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think that's the right move. But, you know, we... That defense is predicated on getting turnovers, and it got its turnovers. Oh, I agree. I mean, there was three in the first half, and we did nothing with it. You should win any game you get four turnovers in, period. Yeah, we had them in the first half. Um, and then, and oh, sorry, then our, uh, was it Powell, uh, our kick returner, punt returner, he made a terrible mistake starting off the uh, second half. Uh, I know, that's like taking a sack. I mean... Because you're starting at the 10-yard line. Yeah, it really... right. And the first the first thing out of the second half, you drop, you know, you lose momentum right away. I think it just, that shifted the whole game right there. It did. That it did. point on. I do think so, too. Owen, what are your thoughts? Oh, well, um, the penalties, I'm not going to lie to you. The penalties killed us. Okay, let's start with the offensive line. Edwards, with the false start, he killed the momentum, which he always does because I don't know what I don't know what's going on through his head. He, either can he, he can't hear the, uh, the snap count or he just doesn't really know what to do. And I remember this one thing when we were at the 10-yard line. He looked so lost. He was looking for someone to block, and Stafford was running for his life. And, like, yeah. Then that bogus uh, 
uh, Holland's Holland freaking um, tackle, and they call it a horse collar. And yeah, I, I want to say it's a bogus, but at the same time, Holland has to do better because if that's literally your last line of defense, to literally grab them by the neck and literally tackle that, that that's that's terrible. Your part, and yeah, just just the just how sloppy the these penalties were, and they killed the momentum. We 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 gained a couple yards. We go ten. Yeah. Why? False start. Other thing, and then the defense. Of course, they did everything they could possibly could. I knew they made mistakes, but the turnovers, man. How do you not get? How do you not make points with those turnovers? And the other guys easily just made um, points with those. And yeah, and I just gotta say, the only players I saw play with heart was. Ernest Jones, no matter what was the situation, he just made a tackle. He, he was shooting through the gap. And he tackled. And I, I know Rams fans didn't really pay attention to that because we were getting slaughtered. But, yeah, he showed heart. And Nick Scott, I know everyone's having their fun with him. And, like, he's going to retire because of Josh Allen, what he did to him. And I don't care what he did. He, he was the only one that had the balls to actually go and tackle him. Everyone was pretty much scared. And, yeah, um, just the overall really terrible game. The penalties, they got to stop because those are big momentum shifts. We're going, Stafford's doing good, but then, oh, hold it. Uh, false start. Oh, then Brian Allen with those that terrible snap at the 10-yard line. You have been our center for like three seasons already. How do you mess up a snap? You can't be doing that to Stafford and expect and literally go like, oh, my bad. No, it's like... You got as a center. You got to make sure your quarterback at its best position, and of course, uh, that Powell. I don't know what was going on through his head because I think he still had memories from the Vikings game that he was going to take it to the house. No, as soon as he got tackled behind the ten yard line, that's our pri- our primary weakness as Rams fans. We hate that yard line because everything goes to shit. Either Stafford gets sacked, gets intercepted. Or we, we don't convert in anything. But, yeah, we got to, like, how else to think? Maybe put the best position on these guys. I know I want to be a hero and all, but you got, I got to start thinking. Because he, he returned it twice and same 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 situation. We're in the 10-yard line because he didn't want to take the knee. I know he wants to do everything. You know, he wants to be our return specialist. We expect more from the return, from the specialist. But we got to know when to take what the defense gives you because the Bills just came storming in, in like their special teams. But yeah, other than that, we got to get better on those penalties because those are big momentum shifts. They kill everything. And the offensive line just got, has to mesh. I'm kind of giving up on Edwards, but something suddenly just hold on a little longer for him. But he has to, he needs to learn how to play by himself. I can see people saying Allen gets uh, gets exposed and everything, but I'm like thinking, what else do you think he's exposed because he's helping Edwards because he can't handle his own man. And of course, and let's do two things: he has to help Edwards and then block at the same time. That's not possible. Yes, Edwards has to really focus on himself because I learned last year he did the same thing. He needed he required help on the left side, and right now no boom. Like he's trying to figure things out of himself and. Edwards is literally just bugging him. Hey, help me, help me. Like, they have to know, Edwards has to know how to play by himself. That's the thing. And he has to be physically aware of his surroundings. Because how the hell, you're you're in a contract year. Your first game ever. 
your your team's at the ten yard line. Your quarterback's running for his life, and you just stay there like a like a like a pole and just watch like what I block. Like no, it's it's unacceptable. But I'll cut them some slack for this week, but no, they have they each have to get on their own pace. Allen too, he can't be doing those bonehead mistakes. He got lucky in the playoffs that Stafford was able to land on him. But if we do that any other game, that it kills our it literally uh, wins us or loses the game. But yeah, just sloppy mistakes from everyone. And I just hope we get better because this offensive line, I know we didn't invest that much because Sean McVay finds these diamonds in the rough. But it's starting to show that maybe cheap talent, paying cheap talent, and drafting cheap talent isn't all, isn't all it's meant to be. And we have to really invest in the offensive line. But other than that, I cut these guys some slack. No, I mean, that's true, but, I mean, this is my opinion. If you watch that game, like the offense at least, it looked like fourth quarter in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. It just looked like he had no – It looked Stafford looked like he only would throw the cup, but he had people around him he could throw to. I don't know why he only went to cup, though. I, I got to say, um, you know, I think I, – I, I agree to an extent with the penalties. I thought we were pretty disciplined uh, yesterday for four for 30. Um, the Bills actually had uh, five for 35. So I, I thought the the officials didn't really blow the whistle a ton. I didn't think there was more. It, it's a more disciplined game than you're expecting an opener to be. Normally those are like really sloppy games. It's the first game of the year. For the most part, I mean, penalties are definitely going to happen first game of the year. No doubt about it. Um, really what it comes down to, Rams yards per play, 3.7. Bills, 7.1. Um, the Rams, you know, I get they, they just didn't have a lot of time to to really, you know, put together anything. But, you know, I think there are ways that they definitely could have combat it. First off, I'll say this. Um, it's going to suck with Kyron Williams going down. He's the only injury we had. But uh, Kyron Williams, you know, high ankle sprain, that could basically linger moving forward. That's the first thing. The second thing is, and keep this in mind, you know, there are ways to alleviate the pain and the pressure, right? Well, when Nopum is clearly having a hard time against, you know, Von Miller, Sean McVay should have done what he did against Khalil Mack on Monday Night Football when he had Bobby Evans at right tackle. He should have put Higby or Hopkins and chipped Von Miller the entire rest of the game. There should have been no excuse. There's no way Von Miller is getting single team the entire game. There should have been a chip. He should have had a tight end at least coming over and hitting him, trying to knock him off balance. That's the first thing. The second thing is, look, the games where Aaron Rodgers, you, you want to talk about this guy, the reason why he only throws five interceptions a year is because they set him up so well for success. When Aaron Rodgers doesn't have an option and he's running out of time, he's got Aaron Jones right there. There needs to be more leaking out in the backfield, and there needs to be more. There needs to be more usage of the screen game. The Rams easily could have combated that, uh, you know, all of that pressure by just dumping it off to Henderson every time they faced pressure, because no one was covering Henderson for the most part. I mean, there's, there's that one play, of course. You know, if he gets a block from, uh, you know, Bryson Hopkins, he's got the first down. But for the most part, like no one was really covering the screen. That wasn't something that was, you know, really – they didn't really put emphasis on that. And I feel like the Rams kind of had a hard time adjusting 
they came in wanting to throw the ball down the field, and when they couldn't, they kind of just didn't really know what they wanted to do. So they just kind of resorted back to the Super Bowl and really leaned on Cooper Cup. And we're just like, all right, Cooper, you know, lead us to victory. And, you know, that it takes a little longer for those plays to develop. So I think there needs to be more usage of the screen game if you have games like that. There is always a way. And that's the, the beauty about the NFL. You can get yourself out of any sort of situation. If you don't have an offensive line, yes, that sucks. But there are ways to alleviate the pressure on that. You can add, you know, chip blocks to, you know, the most, the, like the strongest pass rushers on the outside. And on top of that, you can dump off and, and, you know, use the screen game, whether it's tight ends, which they did, whether it's wide receivers, bubble screens, which they did, or running backs. But I think running backs are the most valuable because, the, you know, they're great with the ball in their hand. And they already have that kind of head of steam, you know, if they're like leaking out of the backfield. I think there needs to be more usage of that. I think there needs to be more chipping. Uh, if they're good, like if this was just the Bills defensive line, which I kind of believe it was half and half, uh, you know, we'll find out. But for the most part, you know, I, I think that the Rams, everything I saw last night is very fixable. And it, it the only thing that would concern me and, and like actually, actually lead me to believe that maybe this team might not be as good as I thought is if they come out flat next Sunday against a team that I don't think is very good in the Atlanta Falcons. Well, what happened to our 12, 12 personnel package? And why did we start going with just – we didn't even have a single back in, in some on some sets. Like, we have no extra protection from Matthew Backer. Like, I don't know. I don't want us to go through games like this, like last last year. Before we start using the 12 personnel package to try to start running the ball again, we should have switched that up right after halftime in this game. Yeah, we should have done that. I agree, which, I mean, in my opinion, that's just on McVay now. I think they had some bad play calling that game. I want to think about it more if. If he if he wants to be keep continue play calling, or is he gonna improve anything, or he he just let that let that Liam Cohen? But I'm not sure about him. But McVay really, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't know. I think this was his thinking process. Okay, let's see, let's see if the new concepts I implemented to this this year are gonna help. And he took mental notes of that, and we know that Stafford can do can literally not do anything if he doesn't have that extra one minute of extra one second of protection, and having uh, empty 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 backfield. Yes, but yeah. yes, true. But the crazy part, in my opinion, is a lot a lot of the stuff that we were struggling with could have been fixed, like all the sacks. It's like it, it, it's just like the drive having Cam Akers instead of Henderson. Like there's stuff he could have done, but he didn't do it. Well, that that drive when they scored the 24 points, right, and they came back um, and they started driving a little bit. That drive they needed to score a touchdown. The game yeah. was not over, and when they took out Henderson, who can pass protect, and put in Akers. That was mind blowing to me. Akers got pushed ten yards backwards by Von Miller. I mean, I I still can't believe they so did. Set it up, Akers for failure. They were praying for his downfall. But yeah, Hendo is really good at pass protect. But that was that was really on Sean McVay. 
If yeah. Aker, if Aker's really just coming back from an ACL, you expect them to learn fast pro like this? No, give it to someone who's been doing it and and handle. But yeah, that, that was a bonehead mistake right there, and that really did really mess. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can't make it at a hundred percent, but I know that that uh, killed his confidence just for him to have zero yards and three rushes and not producing anything. I know. I know that that should like him. That that's a big that's a low confidence booster, especially for him. I was getting kind of end of Todd Gurley era vibes from him, to be honest with you. Um, I do think he lost some explosion. We'll see what ends up happening. I, you know, I know it's just one game. And he only had three carries, but. I don't know. Like, Hendo was decisive. Um, there's a reason why he started. You can clearly see he's the best back that they have. And, you know. And, yeah, and, like, that's the thing with me. Is, like, right now, especially with Cam Akers, you know, he was hurt, coming out 100%. I mean, he, he had some problems when he was healthy, like, pass pro. I am 100%, I'm 100% fine starting Hendo over Akers. Oh, I am too. I mean, and that's the thing, yeah. That's that should be the plan for now. I know Sean McVay wants to implement Acres, but I don't know if Acres could do it, especially if he, if he doesn't have the ability to pass protect with this. And because if if he gives that extra one second to Stafford, that could literally change like a whole minute of the game. But I don't know if it, I don't know if he's scared or is he or his injuries or his injuries like holding them back or anything from protecting. But Hendo, as as I see right now, Hendo's the more complete back. He's really no, like yeah. more. He's more physical. He he runs more. It's hard to take him down. I was like, damn. Is and this, this is same, what, and it's the same pendle? Pretty oh, much, this year? is what I was saying all last year. I just felt like people weren't really understand. Henderson really has been the best back since Todd Gurley left. He's like right. he he really has. I mean, he's he's a model of consistency. This guy had a hundred plus yards against the Bills the last time he played him in twenty twenty. And the only reason, you know, everyone was losing their mind, like, oh, well, Sony Michelle was the first 100-yard rusher last year. It's like, yeah, he had a great game against Baltimore. He had a good game against Jacksonville. But here's the thing, guys. Henderson at any point could have had 100 yards if they actually used him. When you look at the Arizona game, he was over 80 yards, and they get blown out. And now all of a sudden, because of Sony Michelle, you know, his fumble in their own territory, now they're down by three possessions and can't run the ball. Then you look at Houston. He has over 90 yards, and they're blowing him out, so they take the starters out. Is And then you look at the Giants. It's like, is that Henderson or, you know? And so that's what I was saying is last year, you know, his only issue, Henderson's only issue is he gets nicked up. If he stays healthy, he is going to have a very good season. And he showed you that because, really, he only had 13 carries. And they got to the point where they couldn't run the ball anymore because they were down so much. But, I mean, let's be honest here. The offense line's going to get better. They're going to get better. And one thing um, – one sorry, sorry for interrupting you, but one thing mm-hmm. about like, the offense line not playing that well is um, the thing I feel like McVay is, like, moved on from is his whole, like, motto that, like, all of his receivers has to block. I feel like he's moved on from that now. And now he's kind of, like, just like, – he. <laughs> the thing that shocked me is that he didn't use Higby or Blanton to help the O-line any. So it's like, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, but that's something that I noticed. That Higby, Higby was only a catcher. He was just a catcher. Like, no, no but, but Higby, Higby was dropping him. Oh, yeah. Higby dropped some. 
Yeah, he had 11 targets. He had every Man. opportunity. I think Man it was just a bad night. I do. Because, I, I mean, Tyler Higby is the best tight end in Rams history, unless you count Tom Pierce as a tight end. Really <laughs> depends. If you think Tom Pierce is a tight end, not a receiver. I mean, Tyler Higby is literally all the records in Rams history as a tight end. So, I mean, you know, it, it hasn't been like a illustrious tight end crop. But, you know, I think Higby's really good. I think he had a bad game. Um, I think Sean McVay should have used him more, as like you said, Hugh. Uh, you know, that help for the offensive line. Um, and I think they should have used Daryl Henderson more in the backfield. I mean, honestly, yeah. the Rams should be just following the same model that the Packers used to win games when all of their offensive linemen were out. Because everyone forgets, David Bakhtiari has literally been out for now almost two years. Like, he has not played. So the Packers have been rolling without their left tackle. And Aaron Rodgers has continued to put up good numbers, win back-to-back MVPs, and a big reason is because of how they implement it. They don't have the uh, Devontae Adams this year, so they're going to even use Aaron Jones more. I think they need to use Henderson, you know, in the backfield as a runner, as a receiver. I mean, I wouldn't mind him seeing 10 targets a game because if this offensive line does proceed and it becomes a problem, then you're going to have to use the play. Uh, you're going to have to use the uh, screen to your benefit. The Rams, the controversy is going to be they don't play their starters in practice, in practice games. And that team had not been on the field together since last year. And it looked like kind of a sloppy first game for any team. And and I just think the Bills just played like almost mid-season efficiency. They did start all of their starters in preseason. So, I mean, I definitely think you might be on to something. And the Rams, one thing you can, the Rams are, are never sloppy. And they were a little sloppy in this game. And uh, that screams first game of the season. Yeah, I um, I just, I look at this game and, you know, I think back, I was talking about this with my father earlier. Um, I actually just tweeted about it. You know, funny thing, there's parallels between the Rams and the New England Patriots that, the, you know, the back to back Super Bowl team. In 2003, the Patriots lost a game to start the season uh, as the defending champions. They, are, they, they lost a game to start the season. That year, they ended up going to the Super Bowl. They lost 31 nothing to the Bills week one. Uh, they won the Super Bowl that year. And in that game, it was the first game that their former superstar defensive player, Lawyer Malloy, was playing for the Buffalo Bills since leaving. Does that sound like anything? <laughs> so I'm not saying parallels are everything. Uh, obviously, you know, they, they're, they're kind of funny. I, I do find it funny how, I mean, I might have jinxed it last night because I did a watch party one time during a regular season game. It was last year, and the Rams lost by the same score, 31-10 to the 49ers. But if we learn anything from this, no more watch parties. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. the 49ers, you know, they lost 31-10 to the 49ers. They ended up winning when it mattered. You know, maybe that's what ha- ends up happening with the Bills. 
it's kind of what I have. I mean, I, I'm not going to change my Super Bowl prediction based on this game. So I do have Rams over Bills. I've had it that way for a while. Um, and, and keep in mind, you know, they hadn't played Josh Allen since 2020. It's a new look defense. I think that they'll be uh, more prepared for him. And I'll say this, as great as Josh Allen is, and as well as he orchestrated the offense, what's not being talked about enough is he did throw two interceptions. I keep hearing Stafford's interceptions, but Josh Allen also yeah. threw two interceptions. So true. The, the Bills turned the ball over four times. I mean, this game was 17-10 to 10 at the top of the fourth quarter. So it's not like this team was completely dogged the entire game. Uh, you know, and then what's funny is I, I hear, you know, from people, well, this game would have been a lot worse if they didn't force the turnovers. Okay. That's great. But they did force the turnovers. If you look though, this, this Rams team, not this exact Rams team, but the Rams were 27 to three in the divisional round of the playoffs against Tom Brady's Patriots or uh, Tom Brady's Buccaneers and the four turnovers, freak turnovers that went the, the, uh, Buccaneers way brought them back in the game because they were able to capitalize. And when you get those turnovers, you have to punch them back. They're counter punches. It's like in boxing. If you anticipate and then you don't throw a counter punch, the anticipation was pointless. That whole thing was pointless. You didn't do anything. And on top of that, now you've left yourself open. And the Bills kept throwing punches to the body by you know throwing over the middle. And then they were able to go in for the haymaker with the deep ball. So, you know, talk about the deep ball, you know, to take advantage of the coverage on, you know, with Long. The deep ball on Ramsey. They built that up to that moment. Right. And you tire out the defense, too. That's another thing. If you play that soft zone, you have to understand your defense is going to be exhausted if your offense can't do anything. And the offense didn't get to 300 total yards. The offense didn't really do anything. They had a touchdown. They moved the ball. But for the most part, didn't really see a lot. And I don't look at it as, you know, okay, you know, they got a field goal. Uh, you know, at the half, they, they should have scored seven points. I didn't look at it like that. I thought the field goal was fine. At least they got points. But it, it goes back to what you guys were saying. You know, Brandon Powell coming out is like, it, it's honestly like a 10-yard sack. Because they started like the 10-yard line. It shrinks the plays, I mean, the playbook then, you know, really gets shrunk down because now you can't call any, like, you're at the 25-yard line, which is a touchback gives you. I mean, you can pretty much call any play in the book. But when you're at the 10, now you have to worry about a safety, especially with that offensive line. And so what you'll find is they'll try delayed handoffs, they'll try draws, they'll try bubble screens, Things to try to, you know, get some yards, kind of sneak some yards by them. But for the most part, you are very limited when you do that. So, yeah, it was it was a very unfortunate game. But I think the good thing is, in conclusion, there are so many things that can be fixed from this game. They're not done. Uh, it's 16 week games left, guys. 16. So, yeah. long ago. They're, I, they're still not, have, I still have high hopes. Don't the forget defense. that. Troy Hill, he's on ball for us. Because I I haven't seen anyone play that physical and like looks like he never left LA. And he got yeah, he's, yeah, he's a great player. Well, actually, I'm not I'm not giving enough credit to uh, Terrell Lewis, who ripped the ball right out of oh, yeah. Isaiah oh, McKenzie's yeah. hands. I mean, if that they won the game, we're talking about that nonstop. 
That was fucking awesome. And then T-Law, I don't know, he just came to play it. Man, B-Wag, the first, he didn't have that big of a game, but that sack with Donald. If Raheem can use B-Wag for a lot more than that, whew. And then he was a little rusty, but hey, he still played, he still balled out. That's what I love about that. And the only thing is that, Gary, that is funny going up for him. The only way is the top, but yeah. I got to give props to EJ because Ernest Jones because, man, he looked like he had a lot of step too, and I like the way he tackled. He looked a lot more confident when he went for the tackle, the tackles for locks. So that that's a good thing. Or turn to it, linebacker, middle linebackers are playing well. Maybe this will end up being a, a good thing. Yeah. Maybe wake them up, you know. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, I I think it will because if you're gonna lose, losing a blowout, what good is a you know a very close game and losing? What good is that gonna do? It's gonna break your heart, but it's not gonna get you to change anything. This kind of gets you to reevaluate. This kind of gets you know the head out of your ass type of moment. Well, it's like oh, oh, we just lost. Like yeah. uh, like we lost bad. Like, you know, we just basically unveiled the banners for the Super Bowl and we just lost in front of that whole crowd. We got exposed. We got dominated. And now they're going to hear it in the media. I mean, no doubt about it. That does something. So I I keep saying it, guys. I wouldn't want to be at the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Because I think it's they're going to be a punching bag. Who is our week three matchup? Uh, the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona, and I, I like the Rams a lot in that. They play very well in Arizona. I mean, they play Arizona well, period. But And then week four is Niners, right? Yeah, Monday Night Football. That could be interesting because now we're talking if the Rams don't win the next two games, I mean, there's a potential of two and two. But I, I don't know. I think they'll be three and one. I think they're going to win. They're going to beat the Niners. They're going to beat the Cardinals. They're going to beat the Falcons. I really think that. Maybe I end up being wrong, but, I mean, let's be honest here. A lot of what allowed the Bills to win this game was Josh Allen and that pass rush. And there are teams that have pass rushes on that level, but not every team. The Falcons sure as hell don't. Marcus Mariota isn't going to dominate you the way, you know, Josh Allen did. Kyler Murray, you already know. You know his game. You know him well. They don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Their pass rush is really not that great. And then the 49ers are starting pretty much a rookie quarterback who will be in his fourth game. So he'll have some, you know, some games behind him. But the head coach isn't really even confident in him. They didn't even name him a captain. And on top of that, I mean, their pass rush is good, but it's not, it's not great, you know. So I think these are very winnable games coming up. Um, but we'll see. I mean, rivalry games are always interesting because even the worst team, if they're in a, a rivalry, they can win. Justin, um, I'm about to wrap it up, but I, I see you want to be a speaker. So let me, uh, let me bring you in one second here. All right, Justin, what's up? He's muted. Hello, oh, there. hear me? Okay. Justin, you there? 
I think you're lagging. I can kind of hear sound coming out, but I, I can't really hear you. Justin, you there? Let's see if I can get you. Um, let's try something. See if that works. Sometimes it can be a little weird. Yeah, Justin, let me let me know. Um you got the you got the last word, so I'm about to wrap it up here. I don't know, is it not letting you join? All right. Yeah, I guess the technical difficulty monster got to Justin. But um, I appreciate you guys. I'm going to go and record the Downtown Rams podcast with my co-host, Alexis. Um, but appreciate you guys hopping in. Been a lot of fun talking. Uh, you know, sorry about yesterday, obviously. Wish they would have won. Uh, but, you know, there's always uh, literally next game because they're going to have 16 more. So, I'm not concerned. In conclusion, I think the Rams are going to be totally fine, and uh, we just have to give the Bills credit and just uh, have, hope the Rams make the easy adjustments that they can make because uh, I, I look at this game, and I think it's going to be really easy to turn this thing around. Go Rams. <laughs> Go Rams. Thanks, Ricky, Marv, Owen, Justin, and uh, I don't know where she went, but uh, thank you all. For, for hopping in. Um, I'll be live next week on this platform. We're probably going to go live on YouTube and uh, Downtown Rams podcast will drop later today. Well, what's later, the folks. games to watch this weekend? Yeah. Later, folks. Later.